All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning into this week's brand new edition of the Party Up Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Derek Big Mosh, and with me, as always, some beardy to love, Mr. John Denadio. What's up, John? What's going on, my dude? Nothing much, man. Brand new week, brand new show. And also with us, as always, gonna shock them, Miss Katie McKinley. What's up? What's good? What's good? What's good? Nothing much. Uh, Very excited to be here this week. This week is our film review week. Uh, John, you are going to be taking the reins in a little bit. Uh, You have a couple of things lined up for us today that I'm very excited about. Uh, You've actually also uh, brought with you a very special guest. Uh, But before we get into all of that, let me just nail out all the important official stuff. Uh, Big thank you, of course, to the listeners for tuning in yet again. We, of course, appreciate you checking us out each and every week. Uh, If you have us on any sort of social media, uh, this past weekend, you You'll know that we have expanded our playground a bit. Uh, now you can go ahead and find us on multiple different platforms, thanks to Anchor FM, which is our home site. Um, so whether oh, you're yeah. using uh, Google Play, uh, Apple iTunes, uh, you can now find us on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, you name it, we're more than likely on the platform when it comes to podcasts. So make sure you visit our main site, uh, regardless of how you listen to us, anchor.fm slash Podcast. There you can actually become not just a weekly listener, you can become a direct supporter of the show. And of course, you can catch the our episodes on any platform that is more comfortable to you, whether you're on your computer or on your mobile device. Uh, and uh, besides all that, if you happen to not have us on social media, make sure you visit us at facebook.com slash Podcast. Be part of our group at facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. Catch us on Instagram at the Podcast, and make sure you go ahead and tweet us at PartyUpTweets. Uh, besides all that, uh, I have really <laughs> nothing else to add for this week. So, John, <laughs> it is your week. Um, yes. I, you know what? I, I actually do have one thing to say. I do have one thing to add on. For everyone that has been listening, you know that last week I uh, took over for anime and I said, you know what? John's one of my good friends. Katie, I've grown <laughs> to love you to death. And I wanted to give you guys just an anime I knew that you would thoroughly enjoy you bullshitter. <laughs> I, I went out of my way to really, really bring wholesomeness to the show last week. He's a liar. Uh, but, John, this week, I don't know, man, you you didn't return the favor. And I'm and I'm feeling First a little. First of all, all right. Him too. <laughs> what did I you just say? I said, did you expect him to? <laughs> okay, first of all, let's slow down here a little I'm bit. I'm glad she's let's on my side, though. I can't even believe what I'm hearing. I did anyway. enjoy the movie. I did enjoy it. I'm going to let you know. But That's you bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. You're first just all, stroking is, right, your listen. internet husband's ego at this point. How dare you? First of all, thank oh. you. Because you're the best. Um, and second of all, okay, listen. For the audience, let's let's introduce our special guest. I went on everyone to say hello to Blake, a.k.a. Super Blake. Hi, Blake. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Hi, Blake. 
The yeah. last time I was on a show with John and Katie, it got canceled. So, hey, <laughs> oh, I'm happy to be here. What's going on? Yep. Wow. Shit. How you yep. doing? Bringing in the juju. I give you no, no, anime no, 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 and you no. bring upon me the reaper of internet shows. <laughs> like you keep. What? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You keep saying wholesome an- anime. I want to ask you, when you say wholesome, do you mean that it's a good, lovable, fun, like animated feature? Or do you literally mean anime with lots of holes? No, no. <laughs> because <laughs> if that's if that's like your recommendation, like I wouldn't mind following you on my anime list. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, think, Rex, I think we've uh, done a decent collection of both. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. That's so, fair. <laughs> but no, that I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like wholesome, like we all felt actually pretty good about it afterwards, which was a huge surprise coming coming from the fact that I chose the anime. That was a big surprise. Yeah, you go. So, right, right. you know, okay. can't really. All know. right. So, like we said, it is it is it, this is film month, this uh, film week, excuse me. And right. uh, I decided that because Endgame hasn't come out yet, right? Uh, we wanted we wanted to um, talk about. A, a Marvel movie that came out back in the early 90s, um, which was uh, Roger Corman's um, Fantastic Four. Now, when I say came out in the 90s, <laughs> I mean it never came out in the 90s. <laughs> it, it, ne- it was never released. But we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, to, I want to talk to Blake a little bit. I want to uh, introduce Blake to the audience a little bit. Like he already said, we had him on a show that Katie and I had done. Uh, for some time during uh, the summer of 2018, uh, yeah. which was you're supposed amazing. to cushion the blow before the blow, Johnny. You're supposed to you're <laughs> supposed to cushion before the blow. I know, anyway. I know. I just wanted first. I just wanted to get that off <laughs> off the chest first, no, so people it's know okay. what we're going to be talking about. It's okay, uh, but I but I do want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from a bow tie, like what else is there anyway? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Wow, it's just beard. Your beard doesn't stop; it just continues to your chest. Yeah, yeah. John, John was brought into this world kind of like uh, Gizmo was from the Gremlins, like just (laughs) just a ball of ball of goo and hair. And now we know that's that's not very dissimilar from the way that I came into this world. Same, We're all right? the same, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, Blake, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, in in your industry. Uh, you're you're basically in the game, gaming industry, as I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm basically in the gaming industry. That's yeah. the best way anybody's ever like <laughs> preambled into into asking right? me to talk about I mean, myself. I mean, um, you know, we're we're I'm, both basically in it. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, we're both basic gamer bitches. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, Katie. Sorry, oh, you you're way me. classier than I am. I just, oh. you know, listen. <laughs> Amazing. Listen, by like if, a slim hair. If she, the gaming <laughs> community ever made UGG boots, I'm sure that I owned them at some point. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh my no, God. I I describe I describe myself as as a, a consumer and creator of content. Basically, I uh, I've produced a lot of stuff. I've made a lot of stuff, and I've hosted a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, my relationship with Johnny actually goes back what, like four or five years at this point. Is it already that long? I thought it was yeah, like, man. Oh man, yeah. I thought no, it was shorter it's... than that. 
no 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 no, no. Like, and see that's what that's what everybody that's what everybody thinks is they're like oh man i i've worked with this guy i've worked with that guy we haven't really known each other a long time um yeah. one of the dudes one of the dudes that i've gotten really really close with with my organization um uh we looked up from from planning something the other day and he was like i've known you for eight years and i was like what that's time nuts. flies man mm-hmm. i can't even unbelievable but yeah um yeah, so yeah, we met at PAX South, I think, and like in person for the first time. In person for the first right. point, first time, definitely. Yeah, we got to hang out for a little bit, talk about video yeah. games at yeah. a video game convention, which it's, is it's super meta. You know, the great unifier of people on the internet, video games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do a lot of personality-driven stuff. Uh, I also run Mixer's number one most hype-zoned and profitable esports right. team, the Meaty Boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff under the Super Blake brand streams and this and, and and whatnot. I was invited to play with the Meaty Boys a few times for for yep. audience sake. Yep, um, <laughs> that and sounds I, I think amazing. I, out, <laughs> I think I I think I held out pretty well for a game I don't really play. You stayed alive. You stayed yeah. alive. That's that's all we can really hope for. <laughs> Anyone. Anyone can only hope. That. That's right, exactly. Yeah. We we uh, they play Rainbow Six a lot. For those that want to go and watch the Meaty Boys, where can people find the Meaty Boys? Uh, if you want to find the Meaty Boys, a great place to start is Twitter.com/slash Meaty Boys. Now, I think what you heard was Meaty Boys, like a lovable <laughs> magazine published in the late sixties for <laughs> aspiring butchers. But what I actually need to spell out for you is M E A T Y B O I Z. We're rad as. F- we oh, spell yeah. things with Z's. Hell um, yeah. And we stream every Saturday night at 6.30. We play Rainbow Six Siege most often, but if you catch us on a weeknight, we do play other fun multiplayer games. Like this week, we discovered that uh, our boy Ryan uh, is actually really f***ing good at Rocket League, and that was a fun stream. So yeah, if dude, you, Rocket uh, League's so much fun. If you like video games, you like streams, you like uh, people try-harding and being really funny, <laughs> then yeah, come check us out. Sick. Um, always super fun. Um, so, uh, so go go on with with not just meaty boys. So you have this entire group of, of dudes that are are quite <laughs> big, and that's why you go all the meaty boys, correct? That's, well, are you just are you the, just out here trying to say like, yeah, these fat pieces of shit? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm doing. Video yeah, games. That's that's the no. ch- that's the some joke. Type of way, of, John, come on. Oh my god. No. I f- it's quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. No one can ever do a worse intro on a podcast or radio show than that one guy who tried to introduce Mia Khalifa and then she got really f***ing angry about it. I don't even remember um, that. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. If anybody out there listening knows what I'm talking about, this guy does the most like respectful I- intro on a sports radio show oh, as possible no. for Mia Khalifa, <laughs> and she just loses her mind. It's Anyway, anyway. Uh, Johnny, you'll intros. never be that bad. I enjoy, I enjoy talking to people, but I'm so bad yeah. at intros. I can't You're good at the banter. You're good yeah. at the banter. I'm a banter guy. Um, I mean, we can talk about Meaty Boys a little bit more. It's, it's like an open... It's I an like, open like esports organization. It's really fun. Is there a weight um, requirement? Like you have to be above. Like- there's not. No, of- no. There's not a weight requirement. There should be. You. You basically <laughs> the one. The one requirement that we have is that you. You. You have fun and you're yeah. passionate about. You know what you do. If you're a streamer who just thinks like, man, I'll do the PewDiePie thing and play PUBG and say the N word sometimes oh. and then people <laughs> will love me. Um, yeah. Probably not. 
a good fit with us. Not, right. not recommended. Yeah. We do like some level of professionalism. <laughs> we are, we are a uh, a professional organization. The word we're looking for is naggers. Naggers <laughs> is the word <laughs> we're looking for. Um, no, man. We um, I I say that we, the meaty boys honestly started out as as kind of a joke because <laughs> I bought. Well, I I mean I can tell the origin story. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's why we're here. The movie that we watched. It's a tie-in. You know, it's an origin story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the meaty boys started out as like a, an experiment. Uh, Siege dropped down to like eight bucks or some shit. So of course I bought the ninety dollar edition with everything, and uh, <laughs> and I started pitching it. I started pitching it to everybody that worked uh, on the website we all write for, constantly calibrating, and uh, we started doing some some Monday night you know let's plays essentially like streams where we were playing Siege and we were playing we we're playing a, a bunch of other shit. But for whatever reason, Siege really stuck with us because unlike Overwatch, you know tactics aren't as like up in the air as the meta rolls forward yeah. um, you know you've got you've got a little bit more realism there's there's a lot more uh there's a lot more um uh brain power involved and for whatever reason i really latched onto it my buddy ryan really ra- latched onto it and my buddy chris really latched onto it and we played off stream probably like four or five times in a month and then i realized like this would be really fun to actually make some sort of little organization around. And for for those three or four weeks that we were streaming, like every time, you know, we would pick operators and we would end up like going into a match, I would realize like, oh shit, we all pick like the big huge dude characters. <laughs> and uh, this was this was right around the time that Parabellum came out, which there's a character that came out then called Maestro, and everybody called him, you know, the meatball. Uh, Mr. Spaghetti, uh, Mario, like all the all the like horrible Italian and like racist memes. Right? And shit. Yeah, of course. Um, That's the internet. And and somehow Captain Meatball, Mr. Spaghetti. Uh, Lardex the Destroyer, like that's Rook, by the way, for anybody that's love- updated on Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, uh, we we just got into this habit of like picking the slowest, biggest, like heaviest uh, operators in Siege, and I just started laughing because like we're all we're all really meaty boys, and and there it is, boys. yeah. And and that's that's how we that's how we kind of rolled with it through all of our like early we're just sort of it's messing fantastic. around in siege streams. But then of course you know I got a hundred hours into the game and realized like oh shit we're we're pretty good we should we should actually jump on that idea of putting together a siege team and you know we have one now and it's really cool because I've I've gotten to connect with people that like are extended friends of extended friends. And we've pulled in like a pretty regular audience of people that like watching, you know, esports stuff, but don't like the really cut and dry commentary that comes along with it. Right. I don't know if you guys know this, but for esports that aren't like made by Blizzard, uh, every f-ing caster or every commentator basically sits there like as a golf match, and it's yeah. it's it's really yeah. frustrating yeah. to listen to because for Siege, a majority of of what it was would be like. All right, Sledge is coming up to you. Yeah. Oh, it drove He's us crazy. Bust through here. Maybe he'll throw a frag. No. Oh, yep, that's a frag. Sitting through hours of that, just trying to analyze footage and get through all that, like right? Shoutcast something is literally the most uh, agonizing thing. <laughs> it would, we, well, it was. We would just. We would just 
fast forward to like the end of that like match because yep. we, that's where it starts and like they were just like let's take the last yep. 30 seconds of this and see where it goes yeah and what's really fun about um <laughs> what's really fun about rainbow six like esports stuff is as boring as that shit is it gives us a completely like uh, it's like a perfect wall to bounce off of yeah. to give like our version of esports, which like it's 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 if you go to like a little league football game and there's those dads in the stands <laughs> that are drunk at 11 a.m. on a Sunday and they're yelling at all their kids to like do better. Like I taught you how to throw a curveball and like what are you doing? The ball is in the air and your head is in your ass. Like, <laughs> Um, that's, that's, Parenting. that's the type of like fun, goofy <laughs> shit that we like to get up to. And to be honest, like I, I do engage in a lot of like really critical, really, um, intelligent conversations as far as like the gaming industry goes and reviews and, and even like stuff like this with movies. Um, but one of the, one of the most fun things for me to do during the week is to make uh lighthearted, goofy content that people can just chill out enjoy and laugh at and and i get to do that every day yeah. with the meeting nice. boys with the super blake streams with um with stuff like this and you know that's 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 me in a nutshell when did you uh when did you start in your gaming industry career wow um and like what brought you there you know like what what were the you, i mean are you talking about well because there's as with everybody that does this and i'm sure you guys can echo this sentiment there's the stuff that you do on your own that you're like this is really fun and people really like it but you know, there's no company crawling out of the woodwork to sponsor me to do my thing. Right. Um, so I kind of, when you ask me that question, I, I look at, I look at both things. I look at like, my stuff's really great. I've been doing my stuff for shit. Uh, two, I want to say 2007, 2008 okay. was when I first was when I first like really dedicated myself to putting content out there on the internet. Yeah. Um, as far as like a professional career, as far as like, working at events, hosting stuff, and then, you know, uh, producing stuff behind the scenes for, for, for actual companies and, and stuff with budgets. Right. Um, I've been doing that for about the last five or six years. And that started with, um, that started with rooster teeth. Okay. Uh, and, and I got to, I got to cut my, my, I got to cut my teeth on some of their production stuff. Um, I got to be on a couple of their shows and then from there, I just sort of started talking to anybody who would have me. And, like, the people that I can talk about, like, Tiny Build, Annapurna, um, oh, I have a tiny Pax. I'm just chilling right here. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you like seven more? Because every single time I, didn't get I do one. something with They're them. bright orange. I don't need yeah. any more, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Actually, They're fluorescent. Yes. It's sick. Blake, Blake actually hooked me up with um, all the, the graveyard uh, keeper stuff like when you when they first were like launching it yeah you were like dude come play this game right now and i was like all right <laughs> and i fell in love with it it's like one of my favorite games and i am trying did to you, find like a uh, t-shirt did you, did you or East? something yeah yeah did you sit in the coffin and i play wanted to keeper so bad i had told everybody about that i wanted to yeah no man like i i really enjoy the the role that i fill yeah. in um in the gaming industry, I enjoy that like freelance, just content creation life because it gives me a lot of opportunities to to sort of flex. Like I, I could I could bore you guys to death on this podcast about like self sustainable uh, content creating communities and why those are important in the independent game space, or like we could talk 
about literally anything else. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what we're going <laughs> to do. We're not going to go into I'm thoroughly entertained yeah, people. we're not going to go into that. I, I love the whole, um, the whole ability to have agency over your own content and be able to just kind of spread what you were interested in and what makes you happy. And exactly like, as you were saying, like, it's nice to be able to just have your own, you know, your own space to be able to be like, I could talk for hours about this and hours about this. What do you want me to know? Yeah. But sometimes there are possibilities that there are people that, right. that would. So it's nice to have that, that ability to be able to con- connect with people in that way. That's another show. Oh yeah. We'll do that another time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that at some other time. Yeah. No, I just, I think it's, I think it's really important that um, people in the gaming industry that do like what we do, which is mostly personality driven content. Right. I think it's I think it's important that we're vocal about the fact that like, yes, there are going to be times when we're super serious about things and we would like you to take us seriously when we talk about those yeah. things. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to have fun. And so if I say some shit that's really critical on a podcast and then I'm on another piece of content that's really goofy, I don't want to continue to have like the same sort of intelligent, super serious conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like while I'm I'm trying to beat the shit out of my my buddies in gang beasts <laughs> and and like have a good have a have a good little gaming session right, yeah. on a Tuesday Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean because I mean at the end of the day, people aren't just like one blank slate. Like people are a million different yeah. things. So like I yeah. also think yeah. that it's kind of silly to just expect someone to be one thing all the time. Because I like seeing dynamic and p- dynamic characteristics in people. Like if I see one person just like sitting there doing the same thing all the time i mean if it makes them happy it makes them happy but like bro i want to see you like screaming i want to see you crying yeah laughing i want to see you having a serious conversation like that's what interests me and that's what i love about this i just there's there's we're going off on a little bit of a tangent a little bit that's okay we're opening up we're opening up the discussion to like greater content (laughs) consumption as a whole i just i it's it's really really difficult i think for uh, people to sort of maintain their own image and also make money uh, and make a living yeah. like while trying to do this stuff. Like you, you can look at um, like, say what you will. I, I know there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of like uh, personal sort of things, uh, personal like images of personalities on the internet. Uh, of Boogie, right. Jim Sterling, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Markiplier, like all, all these like really YouTube centric yeah. personalities and all this stuff. Everybody sort of has their own take and like what makes their content good or bad or like what makes them good or bad people, like all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think that those guys, to me, the reason that I, I look at, you know, their content or the reason that I follow their careers at this point is because still those guys continue to maintain control over their own image, over their own, like, uh, their own message. Yeah. They, they, they continue to, to be completely invested in their personalities and, and their content. And when I see stuff from, like, the Game Grumps, where they talk about how, like, oh, we could have done this sponsorship, but we didn't really think it was free, or, or we didn't really think it, it fit us very well. Like, that's the kind of stuff I get really interested in. And I'm like, okay, but why did you do this, but not this? And why do, why yeah. is this a thing? And why do people think this about you because of this? And like, you know, truthfully, I should, I should state now, like, I'm not a giant fan of any of the people that I've mentioned. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not super up to date. I'm not reading YouTube comments. I'm not seeing every video. I'm not, I'm not actively on forums talking about, you know, their personal lives or anything. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's incredibly interesting to look at the difference between people making content that they're really, really passionate about. And then people that are able to make a living doing that same thing. And the, the compromises between the two are, are really, I think the meat of the answer to your guys's question. Like, <laughs> well, well, how long have you been doing this? Because it's like, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's videos on YouTube from the first year of YouTube of me putting firecrackers in my ass <laughs> and like blowing those up. But I don't really consider that content that's like on brand or super representative right, of, of where I am now. I'm pretty sure if you YouTube um, my name, there is a uh, a Weezer cover being done. At yeah, a, at a thing. yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's in my uh, personality, this some beardy to love personality, but it's out there yeah. under my real name. So it's like. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mooned a Victoria's Secret once at the mall, and that video is up there somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Dude, I was, I, was, I, was, I was 13 or 14. I'm 26 now. Like, I'm far enough away from that stuff that if it ever comes back up, I can be like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's yeah. me. Oh, that's still. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, like, we all, we, we know now that, like, you have, you have all this stuff under your belt. Um, where do you... I mean, obviously, when I, when anyone says where do you want to go, it's obviously to the top. But like, how how do I how do I phrase this? It doesn't sound stupid. Um, like, where do you where do you want to go? Like, what's what's <laughs> do you want to you want to just grab your jacket and get you out of question. here? Like, where do you want to go? Rephrase it. Ask it the same yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, I, I want I don't know where my brain is going. It's going. Just, or where where is your what's the next your step end goal, for you? Yeah, where straight up? Where was your end goal? I want to be. I want to be like. I want to be right in the middle. Okay. Place. <laughs> no, I'm stable. I'm stable. Just, I'm, 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 I'm playing off of the whole like I want to go to the top. Yeah, yeah. I want to be the best. I want to. I want to see montages of myself it. from Mixer with Rocky music uh, cut I in, want a movie and then made suddenly there's me. a Forbes article about me. Um, I want a movie made about me starring Jack Black. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> dude, I absolutely. If if Jack Black ever wanted to play me in a movie about my life. I'd feel really bad for him because he doesn't do drama well. And, um, <laughs> well, all right. I'll let him yeah. be mine then since mine's nothing but a joke. No, man, it, to, to answer that question as honestly as I can, like I, I've been a teacher. I've been a handyman. Uh, I've been a boat mechanic. Uh, I actually have uh, a chef's license. I'm EMT certified. Wow. Man of all um, trades. Right. Well, see, but that's the thing is I, I kind of I had to be, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I have always in life like looked at what I am able to do or what I'm able to learn how to do. And then I've done that to sort of survive right. or get by Same. or, you know, pay for college or move out or like yeah. whatever. But this is why this and question is so I, important. Like, where do you see yourself? Yeah. Like, that's not obviously those things didn't work out and you wanted to move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's the thing is like those things were all like okay, this is what I need to do to do X. Right. You know what I mean? And and even even doing what I've been doing for the last two or three years, like all of it has been building to, I want to be able to do stuff like this, like podcasts and, and videos and hosting gigs and like helping helping indie companies with their marketing and, and, and stuff like that, like in the gaming space right. specifically. Uh, gaming and tech, that kind of thing. Um, 
like that's I, I it's kind of a, it's kind of a shit answer to your question. <laughs> I just am, a question, I so am, that doesn't really mean anything. I am I am I am where I want to be as far as like the skills that I have and the the network that I have. I just I want to be able to be in a position to take more advantage of it and then continue to make a living while doing it. And I think I'm not alone in that. Like I, I understand that that's that's a sentiment shared by a, a lot of people that are sort of in the same spots that we right. are. Mm-hmm. But like nothing nothing makes me want to do stuff like this more than realizing that you know yeah I'm gonna stream today yeah I'm gonna entertain you know 15 25 people for for a couple hours playing video games and being a dumbass. <laughs> but like. But like truly, how does that add to my long term goal? And the truth is that like it doesn't. I just do that to be entertaining and, and have fun. And like if I if I make some money or if I make some donations or tips or whatever doing that, like that's just gravy on top of me being able to entertain. Mm. Um, like the end goal is being able to do stuff like this and and work with my friends and keep creating content yeah. that people enjoy and people like get to think about. You know what yeah. I mean? Because at, at at the end of the day, like <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be a hundred different like <laughs> comedians, actors, uh, podcasters, radio DJs, whatever. Like there's there are people out there creating content that you've never heard of, that I've never heard of, that are making a living right, right now. And like it's it's just figuring out how to bundle all of these skills, all of these experiences into a package that is bought by people or a company or, or whatever and you know also pays my bills at the same right. time what would what would you what would what kind of advice would you give to somebody like would come up to you and go you know uh mr blake i want to break out yeah <laughs> i want to break out on this you know like how do you like what would you tell them like i know they always ask actors like you know what 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 advice would you give young people you know but that's not what i'm saying but like the people that that come and say you know like i all right i've done stuff in the gaming industry how do I how do I start yeah. doing that kind of stuff? Because I, I want to be where you are someday. You know what I mean? Like, and then as we yeah. aspire to be with you know where someone else is, you know, let's let's start the rookies off. You know, work. Um, I, I I basically have like three three things that I think about before I go into anything, and it's uh, be as genuine as possible. First of all, like when I do stuff with kind of funny or when I do stuff with rooster teeth or when I do stuff with packs or any of these gaming companies that I work for, I don't approach them in a way that like says, Hey, you guys can do X for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I straight up am like, what can I do for you guys? Because I love you so much and I want to see you succeed. And I would love to work somehow in some way right. with you. And then, you know, think about whether or not what they need you to do is worth it. Like I'm not saying work for free, you know right. what I mean? There, there are plenty of there are plenty of people out there that are gonna say get an internship, work for free, you know, uh, bust your ass as a Discord mod or sit in chat or like hit them up with emails or whatever. I'm what I'm saying is legitimately like be true to yourself and be true to you know whatever community you're trying to be a right. part of. Um, the second thing is uh, is work on your uh, personality and your like social skills. If you like, and I know this is this is kind of a weird comment to make, given that you know we're all sort of gaming industry media content mm. people. Um, but a huge part of of what we do is is business networking, and the business part like scares the shit out of people. When in reality, what it is is it's like you know build relationships and build friendships 
through like being again, number one, being a genuine mm-hmm. person because those relationships, those, those friendships, they go beyond the companies that your friends work for. They go beyond, you know, the, the events or, or the things that your friends do. Like my opportunities that I get that are paid or, or stuff that like, you know, comes out of the blue and it's like, what the f- how did Blake end up on a, on a rooster teeth show or how, yeah. did, how did Blake end up doing, you know, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's all, it's all just being as genuine as possible. And then fostering those relationships because like nobody, nobody survives very long just trying to do things to get right. attention. And, and, and nobody really like breaks out doing the same shit that everybody else does. Uh, but like if you're focused on being genuine and building relationships, then, you know, people, they're, they're not immediately going to be like, Whoa, dude, that guy's so crazy. He, he'd be, he'd be awesome to have in our booth. They're going to be like, Whoa, that guy's crazy. I hope he stays the (laughs) away from my booth. (laughs) However, however, because I have a friendship with, Let's let's use Tiny Build as an example because I have a friendship with Tiny Build because I've like worked with them yeah. and and helped them run their booth for God knows how long like whatever they're absolutely comfortable handing me a literal human being <laughs> with a speaker <laughs> and a microphone and letting me walk around packs and like accost people for not playing Tiny Build. <laughs> you're not That's amazing. You're you're not gonna be able you're not gonna be able to walk around with your cell phone and like a Bluetooth speaker and and you know people pay a dollar to say racy shit on a stream, right. like you're not gonna be able to build anything off of that. But if you walk up, talk about a game, you know, drop drop by a booth or or if you you even like sit in somebody's Discord and hang out and and play their games, like just being a genuine person and working on those social skills that that like personality stuff, like. Uh, it it goes a long way. Um, the third thing is not as long as the first two things, but it is still really really important. Um, tell us, tell us. Decide decide how much you really give a f- mm-hmm. seriously. Because if somebody comes to you and says, "I want you to do X for me," and I want you to do it for free, you can say, "Okay, that's going to take me two hours, no problem." Or that's a forty hour a week job that you're taking advantage of me for. Right. I'm not going right. to do that. I'm going to be respectful and say, I love you. I'll work with you in the future. But you know, that sounds like a position for somebody yeah. on staff. Like understand, understand that if you have a Twitch channel that like you're trying to grow and this is actually, this is a personal example. If you have a Twitch channel that you're trying to grow and you put four years into it and you still haven't broken like 300 followers, maybe understand like you can give a f- less about Twitch and you can, you can move to another platform, say like right. Mixer where mm. you grow faster and you have better technology and you have better communication, you have better stuff. Like being able to, being able to discern like how much you can actually care about one individual thing before being able to focus on something else. Very, very important. I've seen way too many talented people get so caught up with whatever their thing is with wh- however much time or effort yeah. or whatever that they've sunk into something that they just refuse to let go of yeah. it. And then they let it keep going to the point where like there's nothing happening other than just like I'm doing this mm-hmm. thing. Right. To do and it. they burn themselves out. Abs- well, absolutely. Or yeah. <laughs> scary thing. Um, you know, they they begin a project with so much passion and they keep doing it because they want to they they want to honor that original passion. They want to honor that original right. idea. But 
No one around them is willing to tell them like, hey man, I think you'd be really good at doing this instead of this. And that, those are some of the hardest conversations I've ever had, but I cherish yeah. them because I would still be stuck on, I would still be stuck on projects that like ultimately didn't pan out or ultimately aren't right. going anywhere or ultimately just rehashing all the same shit. And that stuff, that, that kind of thing for, <clears throat> for people trying to break into the industry is the type of stuff that like, shit, man, you'll be doing that for 15 years before, you know, you actually get right. anywhere. Like you, you, you have to talk to people. You have to keep your shit fresh. You have to be genuine. You have to be like actively going out there. The, the, the tips and tricks for breaking out are literally like stop thinking of yourself as, as being a nobody and start treating yourself as, you know, the, the person you want to be looked at as. And if that means walking away from a project that's not successful and hasn't been successful for a bit, like that's that's yeah. what that means. Anyway, those are my those, those are my top are, three words of great. advice. That was awesome. I learned something today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there any way right. that we could travel back in time and give this to to Corman in any way, shape, or form? Oh no. <laughs> is there yeah, right. is there a way we can do All that? All right. So that that's a good that's a good intro to where to where we want to go. Uh, we so. We watched a movie uh, because of because of Endgame. We weren't going to be able to talk about it. Uh, we watched a movie that I was in charge of because I enjoy trash films, uh, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yeah. therefore, also, I listen. I tried very much to give you a movie that I thought maybe you would enjoy at I least, um, because like you're such a liar. A, uh, oh, shut the <laughs> f- up! <laughs> <laughs> so. R- I want to get I want to get everybody's opinions like like lay them all out. I Derek, what do you think? This was okay. There's a lot. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on here right now. Like you can't just ask me how I feel about this film. Was I feel right. so let many me, okay. different ways about it? Let me let me give some background first. Yeah. All right, we yeah Johnny. Well, let me Johnny? give some background first, just so we can just so we can get to where that is. Uh, <laughs> Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Uh, produced and wrote a movie called The Fantastic Four. Okay, uh, it was yes. never released. Now it yes. was. Uh, what happened was was that they made this entire movie, wrote it out, acted, directed, edited, and was ready to go. They showed this at a Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, back in 1993, with like uh, you know a, a trailer and everything. Um, and then all of a sudden, it disappeared. And no one saw it until it was like later released as like a bootleg somewhere. This movie was made to intentionally never be made, and it's like the creepiest thing. Wait, like what? <laughs> so, it had to do so something with made, the copyright, okay. with the with the it ownership. Was. That's of, exactly of what it was. Yeah. So Sony, uh, back when they started, when Marvel started giving out like you know franchises to things, where they were like, "We're going to start making movies of these characters. We want to see." you know where where this goes sony before before they could do anything made a movie and they produced it in a year and made it in a year (laughs) yeah and that's and that's the fantastic four and they went they tried to keep to the comic books a lot uh they tried to do whatever they could to keep it you know very the fantastic four so everyone knew what it was and uh the actors were never told no one was ever told uh sony made the movie uh, it was basically copyrighted, and then that's how they got the rights to the Fantastic Four. So, Isn't wait, it f- f- 
crazy. Did these actors and everyone that worked on the film get paid, though, even though it didn't get released? Well, sort of, and sort of not. Like, some of them were paid. Um, They actually, the actors, came together and gave money to, like, a a PR company to put it out. Oh, my God. They did that themselves because Sony wasn't doing it. Oh, my God. And then... And then literally, bef- literally before it came out, they scrapped it. Now, Stan Lee actually, you know, God rest his soul, was the Fantastic Four. Uh, he go, <laughs> he was like, the movie was wasn't was never supposed to be shown to anyone. He said that in like 2005. He finally admitted, mm-hmm. and he goes, he goes, uh, but every the cast, the crew, everyone was left unaware. Sony just made it to get the copyrights to the Marvel Fantastic Four. Oh my God! Yeah. So what you're saying? Is that if I want a static <laughs> shot, you're gonna have to make that movie. Yeah, I need to go contact yeah. the Migos um, and have them make me. A movie. Right. So Sony hired Roger Corman. Now Roger Corman is a director in in the trash world uh, that that's known for making the lowest budget movies that he can. Yeah. Um. In he started in like nineteen in the nineteen fifties. He made like. Um, He's been part. He's been a producer for like 400 films. He's directed like 56 of them. Uh, he's been an actor in a bunch. He was a writer on Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, he was in Silence of the Lambs. Um, he both wrote uh, and directed the original Death Race, and then was a producer on the new Death Race later on in 2008. He he's done so much, but he's known for taking these very low budget things and like building sets for as le- little of money as possible. Um, which we'll get into, um, that because the whole movie is like full of them. So he made Fantastic Four, and he made the Fantastic Four as best as he could, to so that no, he, no one no, thought or knew. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that this was never supposed to be released. He was the only one that kind of, I guess, knew, um, and so he just kind of did it as best he could for like as little money as possible. Um, and then they scrapped the whole thing, but then Sony ended up with all the rights. So, but listen, this movie. Um, is actually rated better than a few uh, of the other comic movies that have been out. <laughs> are you talking strictly Fantastic Four, or are you talking about other ones? Also, well, not only just the Fantastic Four okay. and the and the newest and the newest ten Fantastic Four, oh. but also Batman and Robin, Steel, oh. um, Virus, and Red Sonia is all. It's all on top of. So <clears throat> this movie that was never supposed to be made um, and, and never released um, is low budget. It is really low. Oh budget. yeah, yeah. Um, so what you're saying <laughs> is that you presented a, a movie about the Fantastic Four to four people <laughs> that made them appreciate the already existing <laughs> Fantastic no, Four yes, movies. No. <laughs> Just no. that much more? No. But listen, here, here's the thing that drives me crazy. This is 1994. This came out the same year as Pulp Fiction, The Crow, Speed, Forrest Gump, oh. Ace Ventura, True Wait Lies. A minute. This movie came out after Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Right? Oh. Dumb and Dumber, Clerks, oh. The Professional, Stargate. Like, it has, like... No, like no budget. Like even Stargate looks good compared Jesus. to this movie. It you has know what business <laughs> looking the way that it does. Right. I thought, okay, like I said at the beginning, I I did not do any research about this movie <laughs> other than watching the yeah. movie. 
And so I have no takes on the movie that rely on any information outside the opening titles and the end And that's credits. fine. Well, now it just kind of um, all makes sense. I thought this movie was made in the late 60s. I'm not joking. <laughs> I didn't recognize anybody. I didn't re- – like, I was looking at the 4-3 format. I was looking at some of the frame rates. I was looking at, like – some of the scan interpolation of like from an editor's perspective, I was like, wow, this was made back when like tape to tape was still the That's way what to it do looks it. Like. <laughs> this is this movie came out in ninety four. Yeah. But remember yeah. I don't believe you. I it, don't believe it, you. This was somebody's '80s like Coke fuel right? weekend. I but swear that, to God, that, that's Roger Corman, yeah. you know. But that, here's the thing: is that yeah. is that like they they made it for as little as money as possible, so Sony didn't lose out on too much money. So Jesus. they um, <laughs> so like okay, so for example, everyone knows the Fantastic Four. Mister Fantastic has a stretching power. Sue Storm. Uh, this is like the beginning of all of them again. Like we get an origin story, yeah. um, and the powers. Let's just get right into it because the powers set is awful. Actually, Blake, you did. <laughs> you have a list of everything that happened in the movie. Let's just let's just go over your list because so I just it'll, wanna... it'll be the best way to jump in. <laughs> I want to preface this really quickly <laughs> that I have not done a dry run through my notes, so I have no idea how long this is going to take. This could be a minute and a half long, or this could be this could be an episode of Movies with Mikey. I don't know. Um, so so I I, I opened a, a little notepad document. I was like, I'm going to take some notes on this movie while I'm watching it. I watched it twice. Oh God! Um, I'm so sorry. Oh God, I realized why? I realized I realized three lines into my list that. What I was doing was not actually taking notes. What I was doing was writing taglines <laughs> per scene. So, <clears throat> this is my notes for what I'm calling the terrible four. <clears throat> there. Perfect. Nice. The movie, the movie opens. Bullshit science. Colossus is a space thing. Reed Richards is a spineless shit. The thing is a Lou Ferrigno clone, but still f- Jacked. Random creepy Eastern European doctor. Off-tune piano music ruins everything. If Reed Richards is a cuck, Ben is I fucking his wife. Grandma in a wig named superheroes. Dr. Doom screws his minions through his monitor. Sewer goblin with a speaking spell. The thing hates blind people because they won't stop trying to fuck him. Awkward silences preempt shite dialogue about getting laid before we go on the spaceship. Reed Richards doesn't know what a diamond is. The human torch looks like a burn victim before he gets lit on fire. Let's slap play awkwardly while thinking of the thing I want to fuck. Goblin has a spiritual connection with the blind lady, but is too poetic to bone. Parentheses, also ugly shit. Eastern European creepy doctor is now a henchman with a royalty kink. Sewer Goblin goes full Ocean's 12 and Brazilian combat dances his way through lasers. Dr. Doom strokes his monitor, parentheses, and himself, and parentheses, part two. Holy shit, remember newspapers? Shortest rocket launch ever. Colossus is still a space thing that isn't explained. Luckily, we have motorcycle helmets. It's only been 30 minutes. Christ, oh shit, the diamond's a fake. Our motorcycle helmets didn't protect us. We all went through a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Dr. Doom did nothing, but somehow is still laughing in his elaborate lair. Smash cut to a dead tree. Who am I? <laughs> Artfully placed plane parts. Man run downs hill. Almost died, but still fucking sight. The original screaming cowboy meme appears. We are upset TV dinner still in the original tinfoil around the fire. Sad blonde boy has a moment with Satan. Dr. Doom is a dramatic bitch. Sewer Goblin gets poetic again, but is sad, this time not horny. 
Blind woman tries to decide which stone face to sit on. More news at eight. Unnecessary teasing of woman by dickhead henchman, followed by kidnapping. Oh man, everyone got kidnapped. Look, it's Americans. <laughs> Oh shit, my dick's a rock. Wait, no, that's my face. Mr. Clean inspects a grundle and pyromaniac and almost roofies the invisible woman. Every scene with Dr. Doom is literally him lovingly stroking something with his creepy hands. <laughs> Comical off-tune music is back, but ominously this time. Guy throws his arms in the air in overblown frustration for the fifth time. Sewer Goblin throws a hissy fit, strong DeVito vibes. Oh, look, more creepy fingers. The inspiration for the Jason Bourne films is a spinning camera on the thing as he makes cartoon punch noises with his mouth and everyone dies. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Those aren't Americans. How did we end up in an evil lair? More bullshit science now featuring a terrible voice changer. Bananas in pajamas are getting the f*** up out of here. Have I said my catchphrase yet? What do you mean the movie's almost over? a laser, bitch. I can walk through walls. Shit. Slap a four on that transition. I'm wet as hell. Reed discovers that while he's made of rubber, he's also no. impotent. Oh, word? Batman? Have I mentioned that my balls are still rocks and it sucks? <laughs> I made us matching pajamas. Look, yours is full-blown dumbass proof. Sewer Goblin Henchman lures the big rock with van full of candy. Blind Woman is sad but smells real good. It's been two hours and the thing lives in the sewer now. Look at this sick throne, brah. I'ma flex these bullets away and kill everyone. Watch. Who the fuck is that? I literally don't care. Who said that thing? But it's no longer rock hard, so he must run away to scream. (laughs) Sorry, hold on. My throat's dry. Don't forget to Skype in on your Doom phone. Who built this superhero building just for us? Also, how the shit do we just have a plane? Oh, our only weakness, Star Trek. Dramatic bitch with cape is exactly that hoe over there, now with more creepy fingers. Girl who is a literal helpless cliche, but it's used for no reason to make Dr. Doom look more evil. Green lasers make everyone want to shit, but it's okay because it's stretchy foot time. More catchphrases, bitch. Longest countdown ever, literally thwarted by fire faster than laser. Take my three fingers and touch my dick-shaped head, please. These fingers aren't just disturbing, they're also knives. Oh my god. I'm irredeemable. Why would you save me? I'll kill myself, idiot. We got married. I'm a real cook now. Oh my god. That is the terrible oh. four from oh, my mouth. Holy shit, I'm crying. Well, show's wow. over, everyone. That's about as good as it gets tonight. Wow. <laughs> wow. The, the worst oh. part about that is that every point that you said, I automatically knew exactly yeah. what <laughs> point of the scene yep. you were referring to. Yeah. Like... Oh, I don't. God. I didn't think these words were going to come out of my mouth tonight. But after hearing that, you need to watch the movie, right? Because because <laughs> that what you just did was make this movie watchable. Yeah. That's what you just oh. did. Holy! If I was watching the movie with <laughs> that over dubbed over the audio, just random points in the scene, just just all of that. <laughs> oh my! I would have I would have thanked John so much for bringing this comedy to us this week. <laughs> Technically, I did. Holy shit! Did anybody have any personal favorites or ones that needed no. explaining? Or can we just leave that alone and we never know? That it? has to make no. sure that, that audio think, everyone yeah. can hear that. That was amazing. <laughs> Um, here's oh here's the thing: God. is that as far as origin movies go, like it's really not terrible. 
like it's bad. Don't get me wrong, because it's low budget and shitty and campy. But like, it's better than some that I remember. Like, it's better than like the Phantom. You know, <laughs> like. Okay, Derek, <laughs> can you can you just run back the last like five minutes? <laughs> yeah. He just just he just tried to say it's not a bad origin story. I. I I, this is the shit I deal with on a weekly basis, Blake. Look, okay. it's a trash <laughs> film. I Johnny, I, 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 you. Yeah, you said I love trash movies. I get it. I understand. <laughs> this is this is just as good as The Room or any of those other things. Like you got to watch it. It's it, it's it's watchable. No, no, it's yeah. not. It's only watchable after Blake's amazing point to point presentation of it. Honestly, dude, I listen. Okay. As far as or you want to say origin story, it was okay or good. I don't even know how you can put those words in the same sentence as this movie. Uh, it, it was, oh my god, I can't even. It was so subpar. The everything was just <laughs> terrible about this movie. It's better than the, Steel the with Shaq. Was, I mean, I don't know, man. Katie, Katie, bring some positivity so, into the into so the into I- the. The ears of the listeners, please. Okay, all right. I'll tell you my favorite parts first. We'll go positive route first. Um, My favorite thing was the fact that uh, Mr. Fantastic was able to bend his leg underneath the (laughs) (laughs) lake. Everyone to be saved, and that was the resolution. Like he kicked that leg. (laughs) And then that happened, and I literally screamed. I was yeah. so happy. And then <laughs> yeah. I also need to talk about, literally, it's all about Mr. Fantastic. Literally, why, like, like at the end of the movie, when he's got his hand out the car, and it just looks like somebody takes yeah. like, something <laughs> on the end of the car and just waves it out the suburbs. And I just sat there. I looked at Sam, and I go, that was fantastic. <laughs> and uh listen yeah. so uh, no look i this is I, movie's uh, not good I, that's not that's not what i'm no, saying i'm saying no, that no. it's it's no, fun no, no, to no. watch because it's such shit you know what i mean yeah. like and that's what but that's the thing is like i come in here with a trash film and you guys go in like oh this is gonna be like a real film and then they blame me for it being terrible hey, it's supposed to be no 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 terrible. no no <laughs> you you wrote to me into this. You were like, "Listen, <clears throat> do you want to watch a really shitty movie?" <laughs> and I was like, "Absolutely." Yes. I was here. I was here for the low quality. Okay, yeah. I really. But was. they bla- they, they, I, they put this blame on me. Like I like I was bringing them. Like uh, no, excuse me, Derek <laughs> put this blame on me. Like I'm like I'm bringing him like the Silence well, of the Lambs. No, no I'm bringing I, you fucking Fantastic Four that was never it. put out in theaters because know, it's so bad. It. No, I get it. No, I get it. No, trust me, I do. I understand. But, like, there's good bad and there's bad bad. And this, unfortunately, falls under bad bad for me. Like, what? was it, it as was... bad as Spookies? Oh, God, nothing could ever be as bad okay, as Spookies. Okay, then. So there we so, go. We're back on the board. I think I think that the interpretation of what is good bad is relative based on the individual. So we can kind of. I also think it All depends right. on how so, much alcohol you consumed and who you're with. Right. If this guy, if this is like, if if this is like the bottom of the the spectrum for you guys in bad movies, I have a movie for you to watch <laughs> that a uh, a close friend of mine's father almost went broke financing. What uh, movie? It's amazing. No, 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 Johnny. I'm not going to tell oh, you no. what it is. All I'm going to tell you is that it stars Oscar winner Ben. <laughs> Get out of here. Wait a minute. Yep. I'm going to yep. look this up right now. Yep. 
Nope, nope. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up because I will I will give you guys the title after the podcast and you can do a whole podcast on it at okay, some point okay. in the future. It's f***ing great. You'll love it. I'm not going to talk about it again. Okay. Reed Richards, uh, see item number three on my list. Reed Richards is a spineless shit. Um, also, item number uh, eight is Reed, Reed Richards' cut. Um, ben, I f***ed his future wife. I, I um... So, remember the part in the movie where there's like Mr. Clean with like the stereotypical old timey doctor yeah. Yeah. on, and he's like trying to do interviews, and they start out yeah. with the thing, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the guy's example. like, I don't even know, don't know how that's gonna happen. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> yeah, I love that line. And then, well, okay, so I'll come back to that in a minute. The the. They go through the three. They go through the three of like you know the things a rock. Uh, Johnny can set himself on fire, and then he still seems surprised by the fact that he can set himself yeah. on fire. And he's set himself on fire so many times at this point. And then they get to Sue, and Sue like sort of they do the weird like we shot this you know with a with a room and then an empty room yeah. and then Sue and then we overlaid, and they do and they do that. And then they get to read, <laughs> they get to read, and the doctor's like, "You can just take your own blood sample." And Reed Richards, completely normal dude, just stands there, and they do this stretchy arm thing to go grab the, to go grab the needle. And I realized every single time Reed Richards uses his powers in this movie, it's completely unnecessary and breaks all the yeah. rules of the movie that yeah. have been established. Katie, they're trapped in the like Star Trek beam me up Scotty thing, and and f***ing reads like if I can just get yeah. my leg out, like and no, it, it's an impenetrable force field apparently. Fucking <laughs> yeah, somehow he gets his foot under, and instead of I don't know using his amazing stretchy leg, turning off the thing, or, or kicking Doctor Doom, or literally doing anything but what he does, which is halfway feebly kick at the laser so that it spins around the room, somehow killing everyone in the room, oh like. And then it cuts to marriage. Oh. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. It just—it's like smash cut. Just, He's yeah. married now. Ben still can we, f- yeah. his can wife. Can we talk like, about how literally in the beginning of this movie, this girl that was like lusting over him was like probably thirteen years old? Right. She's like she's super dreamy. And like these kids, these guys are obviously grad school because you know I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not you're not gonna do any of that shit studying in undergrad. It's not happening. Um, right. So they're in grad school. And there's this 13 year old girl lusting over this grown ass man, and then all of a sudden, 10 years later, she's like, "Ah, oh, hello!" And like everyone, <laughs> like, yep, yeah, there's no no big deal. I'm not. That was God, the 90s. They were wild. I, uh, I don't. <laughs> so the way the way that they did that with the like the he's taking her to prom shot of her coming down the stairs and he's like looking at her like oh yeah. my god in that moment they lay on the the, the off tune <laughs> piano music see see my list of any time they did that um the the fucking have you guys have you guys seen the the 21st century fox intro where somebody plays it oh, the recorder, recorder? Yeah. <laughs> that was this whole movie that's, what that's the, the music, whole movie that's what the music <laughs> sounds like the whole movie but it's this 
It's especially bad when this happens because all I can think about is like, wow, this is really creepy. And then the recorder comes in with like, hell yeah. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> the, I think oh, the worst man. part of that whole relationship, then, though, is when they when they crash land on Earth after they just you know, after they've been through the the cosmos there, their their little experiment. Yeah, yeah. He just takes Sue and just lays down on the grass with her, like cuddled up, and then like Johnny and and, and Ben are just like sitting there, like twiddling their thumbs, like it was just like this is right. so creepy. Why is this happening? This Very is awkward. awkward. Well, okay, so let's talk about Johnny for a second, because you yeah. f***ing brought him up. Literally, <laughs> I don't want to tell you much. <laughs> I know, right? Again. But uh, if you go watch this movie again, um, look at every single scene with Johnny, because every single time he starts to talk, he throws his <laughs> arms up in the air, and he's like, what the f***? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, this is so f***. But you know what? I'm f***ing yep. psyched. I'm here. I'm blonde. I got no eyebrows. Everything's f***ing like, And you're like... It's like somebody told him, like, yo, you you have to, like, you really have to amp up here. Yeah. Dude, it's like somebody took a kid, like a tiny, small child, and was like, listen, you appear in this movie for three minutes. <laughs> But this grown man is going to spend the next four years with you, and he's going to learn all of your habits. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be you in the movie. He's going to be. one shot at comic relief. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's so yes. bad in jar. Well, when he, he comes running down the hill, and he's like, oh, my God, guys. And he, I, I, I shit you, I thought he was gonna fall, and they were gonna do like the, the, the rim shot on the yeah, right. drums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was just gonna face oh. Can we, can we talk about how many times they said it's clobbering time? Four, four yes, times, four it's times, four fucking times. <laughs> And he never clobbers anyone! The goal of a catchphrase is in an origin story is you f***ing say it once because that's right. the truth of the origin! Like, that's the birth right. of the saying! So why the hell yeah. are you saying it four f***ing well, times and doing the, nothing? <laughs> the best was that original, the original escape when they go like, it's clobbering time, and then they just tumble the screen and don't have a fight scene it's just like <laughs> and then like, that's it fight scene uh, over print out some legal papers do you mean do you mean the inspiration for the Jason <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh god no okay my favorite my favorite like it's clobbering time moment was when he goes, it's clobbering time and then gets the yeah. shit kicked out of him for two minutes until until he looks over at the laser, Johnny, the flaming man, has not beaten the laser yet. So, or sorry, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself. No, it's the moment where, um, it's, uh, it's the moment where they're trying to escape, and Johnny is like flame fisting a concrete wall, and he's like, "I've almost got it, guys!" And then Ben just walks through the wall. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Wall. Like Johnny's been sitting there shooting his flaming beam at this wall for like twenty minutes right. while they clean up the entire henchman group, right? And while the thing gets yeah. the shit kicked out of him because right, it's clobbering. Clobber <laughs> He's being clobbered time. 
specify who was getting clobbered. He just right, exactly. <laughs> and then he's just like, "No, nah, we ain't got time for this shit." And he just through the wall, you know, just like Kool Aid Man's right through the wall. <laughs> oh yeah, Katie, Katie, do you do you, do you remember the? <clears throat> Do you remember the it's clobbering time where he says it and then immediately loses yeah. his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like like it's like whenever Diva jumps out of her mech and she's in her squishy suit and she's like, And then he runs outside to scream and gets yeah. hard again. <laughs> why is it that I love you is what takes his powers away? Those three words right. from, from oh a blind woman who met for 15 seconds and fell in love with him. Which like, was the weirdest uh, interaction I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you... <laughs> are, are you talking about the blind woman who tries to decide which stone face to sit on? Yeah. Not only so not only is that which is the height of creepiness. Not only not only is that happening, but the sewer <laughs> goblin is in the f***ing <laughs> air vent which is the size of a normal yeah, ass they, hallway. They attempted- it's just looking at her while she does that and he's like, "Oh, through <laughs> does my wind I, break?" And it's like, "What what the f- the, is this the copy, Shakespearean the copy trained. is super terrible, so it's hard to see a lot of the, the faces in this because the movie is like shot super dark and like oh, and it's a bootleg. So like, it, and after so many times of recording and finally being on YouTube, it's like it looks like shit. But yeah, um, the you mean that wasn't a stylistic <laughs> choice? Was it? Was it me or was? So, so they tried to introduce two villains. They had to have Doctor Doom because it's Fantastic Four, Obviously. and then they had this other this this goblin villain. Who was like sneaking around and, and stealing the jeweler? Shit. The jeweler. The ju- is that yeah. was his name? I, Dude, didn't, they, I couldn't even they, catch they, that. They gave him the name the jeweler. First off, completely made up villain. No way, shape, or form. Actually, a Fantastic Four villain. Right. Uh, yeah. A a a, a absolute B rate version of the <laughs> Mole Man. Uh, who is an actual Fantastic Four villain. What I don't understand is if this movie was made for the copyright, why they couldn't just use the Mole Man? Like, I don't know. They went with a completely new villain that, that first off, uh, it made zero sense to to do that. And second off, he disappears. Notice he disappears in the movie. There's no, like, yeah. he just, there's, yeah. like, two major yeah. big interactions with him, and then he's just gone. That's it. Yeah. The scene, the scene specifically where he disappears, because I was going to bring this up, I actually looked for it, because towards the end of the movie, I'm like, wait, what happened to the sewer goblin guy? <laughs> um, so, the scene where Dr. Doom goes to go retrieve the diamond or whatever... The only people in in the sewer with the blind girl are the henchmen. Yeah, the dude is gone. He do, he never shows up after after that point. They don't even show him like yeah. escape. Like it's not like he sees Doctor Doom <laughs> shits his pants <laughs> he just and leaves. leaves. Like, he, he just, just never showed up. He's, yeah. he, he's straight up yeah. like yeah. he just never shows up again after but trying to like I, bone I couldn't the tell blind if it was lady. just because of the the shitty the shitty video. But was it? <laughs> Did he have like a giant nostril? Was that me, or was that like? I didn't have my glasses on. And I'm <laughs> that was at, it. Was like a monocle slash jeweler's glass. Oh, that, I thought it was like, just was a giant nostril of, like, that he could no, sniff it was out like, diamonds. I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was supposed no, no. to be part of his look, yeah. Yeah, the eye yeah. the jeweler's like oh, okay, eyepiece, right. like monocle thing. At one point they um at one point they fed up the audio and they pulled audio from uh they pulled the scratch audio from the room and the audio from his mic at the same time. Oh so my he, god, really? So he yeah, so when he's he's in the God, I can't fing remember. I literally just watched this again like two hours ago. <laughs> um no, there's a. It's either it's either the bit where he's peeping up out of the like manhole cover, or it's that bit and the bit where he's in the hallway creeping on the blind lady. Okay. But they pull the audio from two sources, and it literally sounds like he's a speaking spell while he's doing the Shakespearean <laughs> bit because of the dual layer audio. And so he's he's up there like, oh, I love you so much. But it literally, it's like the Satan, like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> She's so beautiful. And you're like, oh God, no, please stop. Can someone clarify this for me? Because I was a bit confused. <laughs> sure. Um, is, is this woman, this blind lady, is she a sculptor? Yes. Okay. And she sculpts faces? She, she was, she was, com now I know that this was, this was hard to figure out because it didn't mention this at all, but she's she she was hired after meeting them, like well, in bumping into them and touching their faces. Yeah. She, she was commissioned to make the statue of them because they were lost. That's what everyone thought. Even though oh, even now though, that makes sense. Even though it was it wasn't said, no there was there was no like, you know, uh in today's news, like, there was no like that news scene where it's like uh, four, four, uh, you know, scientists were shot into space and died. You know, blah blah blah, whatever. Like, no one knew that this was happening, but for some reason, she was commissioned to make a statue of the four of them. You guys, you guys are all really close. It's said in a throwaway line by a delivery boy, who shows up, and he like awkwardly hits on her for a second, and she just like pretends that he's left. And he realizes she's pretending that he's left. And so he just <laughs> quietly leaves. He literally shows yeah. his only thing is like he shows up with a clipboard. He doesn't even show what he delivers. He just shows up with a clipboard and he's like, you know, the statues look really great. They're going to do really good honoring those people that died that time. Yeah. And that's, she's yeah, like, that's, that was yeah. the throwaway line. It was just like, and then she's, yeah, exactly. So if you weren't like just watching that scene intently because there's nothing in it, like no one gives a shit. That was where they were just like, oh, okay, she's the sculpt. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because, like, it confused me extra when she got, you know, when they were in the stairwell and then he bumped into her and she's like, oh, my God, my life's work. And he, like, picks her up awkwardly and does some weird sensual shit. And I was just sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. She's not looking at him. Wait a minute. Is she blind? Oh, my God. What's happening? She's feeling his face. She's blind. But wait, how does she sculpt if she's blind? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just feels everything. She, she remembers yeah. the feel of the face, and so when you're feeling the, the that's how the she clay, knows. Yeah, you, I don't know. I, there's there's another there's another yeah. great bit. Right. Uh, speaking of the blind people trope, <laughs> it, it's kind of a reversal of this. There's a great <laughs> there's a great bit where she's being <laughs> kidnapped, and they pepper spray her. Oh <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh, hold on, let me repeat that. They pepper spray a blind woman so she can't identify her kidnappers. I think the thing but is that then, they, didn't, they didn't know she was blind, right? Like the kidnappers. But then, Roger Corman, whoever the f*** directed this, uh -huh. he chose to include a point of view shot from, <laughs> from the, the blind, blind woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of her being kidnapped. <laughs> like they move like they move the camera to her point of view, yeah. and the main like creepy henchman is like, Ah, oh, it's time to come with us. And you see his hands go up and then everything goes dark, and you're like, wait a minute. This wait a I, minute. This is what I mean by this is a good movie. It's not a good movie at all. It's just fun oh to talk God. about and make fun of and do this kind I of don't, shit. I don't want to take it apart. I don't want to take it apart technically or like editing or production wise at all oh, yeah it's a it's a fucking mess yeah but yeah no it's it's yeah. definitely fun to bullshit about it also what the fuck, man <laughs> dr doom has like a fucking temple in his image that's straight up you can tell it's him on a couch somewhere yeah. in a fucking dark uh -huh. room and then somebody painted like a temple with fire effects yeah. around so him. So he, so he, and so he, quote unquote, dies like in the beginning. Victor Von Doom dies. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. Thing. Seen ever, by the way. Well, right? Yes, absolutely. It went way too long. Like, when is he gonna be done? Yep. And then, uh, and then, like it's supposed, you know, you're the the time skip. You know, the the anime time skip happens, and uh, he has his own country and a castle that's a beautiful matte painting, by the way. That was a very well done castle. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, and then he, you know, just has all of these henchmen that just you know do his bidding. And it's like, uh, how the f did a guy disappear? Well, like, actually, what? And I know we all know that the, the, yeah. the Doctor Doom thing, but it's like that's not explained in the movie at all. Oh yeah, they never they never explain his whole. Um, it's not Lithuania and it's not Liechtenstein, right? What is it? It's a it's an L country in Eastern Europe. Um, uh, starts with an L. Hold on. No idea. I'm going to do some do some quick Googling. Some, some tiny Googling. <laughs> Latveria. That's Bro, what it is. Oh, there it is. There he's, it is. He's from Latveria. But <clears throat> as a credit to Roger goddamn Corman, <laughs> nobody ever says the name Latveria. Nobody ever says, oh, that's Latverian. I can read that. <laughs> nobody ever says that Victor Von Doom is a graduate student on loan from Latveria. There's literally no mention of Latveria whatsoever, except right. for the creepy, except for the creepy Eastern European doctor at the beginning of the movie. That's like, yes, I will rebuild him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then later on in the movie, he's like, my yeah. king. Yeah. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Until I did the research to figure out why he was in a fucking castle, because I completely forgot that. Doctor Doom is actually considered royalty, like in his home country and stuff like that. So, like right, at first, yeah. I was just like, yeah. "Wait, why does this? This doesn't seem to make sense." But then it does make sense. But in the movie itself, there is no connecting between that first scene when they're outside of class, where Reed and Doom are talking, and then you just see them both kind of like peering through a newspaper. Like, what's you know? I, I thought they were just like regular like henchmen, and then they ended up turning out to be like his servants later on, and no connection there. So I was like so confused. I was like, <laughs> how does this turn around, and why is he now his highness? And I don't understand any of this of what's happening. Yeah, because they don't ex they don't explain anything. It's just like you want to uh, <clears throat> you want to break down Doctor Doom a little bit more because apparently. If we're going based on this movie alone, Doctor Doom's powers are flexes bullets away and has incredibly yeah. creepy hands. <laughs> and he has That's to it. touch yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah, he has to touch everything. It's like a kid in a <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> he like strokes his mirror. Okay, so <laughs> the 
there's again I, I said i was going to take it apart as like a production or technically <laughs> all, but there's, so everybody's familiar with adr right it's like Expl- it's, explain for the audience what adr is. so a- adr is is a term for audio for dialogue that's done after the edit so like in 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 the the location or whatever like the the spoken lines aren't picked up well enough or a line changes later on to make more sense for something else in the movie i feel like because all of doctor doom's uh like dialogue was adr they were like fuck it let's not film audio for or let's not capture audio for any of his scenes let's just do adr um, for all of his dialogue, and then yeah. we'll do we'll do foley work, which is like making sound effects after the fact. If you watch, <laughs> God, if you watch his fucking fingers, yeah, when they're like doing the creepy movements and the stroking and shit, and they do the uh, and they do the like metal scraping on metal, or the little like clink 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 clink, yeah, clink, yeah. clink scenes or whatever. <laughs> there are three. There are three or four times where they cut to a wide with Doctor Doom in it, and the clinking noisy noise is still happening. Yes. Or like they cut away from him, and the finger like clink 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 noises still yeah. happening. Like they did, they didn't stop the edit when it was supposed to. Yeah. Like they just kept yeah. doing it. And so when Doctor Doom is flexing away bullets, and then he goes over and he starts touching the girl's face, <laughs> it makes the, it makes the metal on metal like contact <laughs> noise. They're like clink 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 clink, and then. <laughs> he like lays his whole hand on her face and he's like, guess I got a little extra. And it just <laughs> <laughs> says the guess I got a little extra. And then you hear his fingers go clink, clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not moving, like nothing is happening. And I chose to interpret that as just like, well, that's his genitals. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's just that's that's the noise that his genitals make in universe. Like that's just he just goes everywhere. And it's like he's super excited all the time. It's just clinkety clink clink clink. Like Jeez. they can't stop him. Oh my god. I mean, if we're yeah. going with the themes of like Reed Richards and the thirteen-year-old that's suddenly a graduate, or uh, he's a cuck anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> The movie was like great, that. Johnny. The movie was great. Thank you. I'll, 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 I'll put my stamp of approval on it. If I, go, if I ever going, go on a terrible date. I feel first like this is, this is a movie I should have watched with you guys. Like, we yeah, should have no, watched it, this it together. Really and, uh, listen, because a lot of these, alone, lot, this was not fun. No. Yeah, a lot of these movies are, like, meant to be watched with people. Because, like, when, you're, when we are doing the, the rabbit well, not service this one, or... But. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, but if you're if you're doing like um you know the rabbit service or you're watching it all in the same room and you're drinking and having fun you're making fun of the movies like these they make trash films that much better it's the reason why yeah. you don't watch the room alone you watch it with people you know like yeah that's that it makes it that much better and I think I think the Fantastic Four would have been better if we were all watching it together um mm. they made a they made a, a a a documentary about this movie it's called Doomed. Yeah, um, that's the Fantastic right. Four doomed, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, they they go into the backstory about how all the shady shit happened, and like so. If you want to know more about, but let's say you, you listened to this and you and you wanted to know more about the movie, um, and you and you got to watch it, there is a whole documentary about how like they really like everybody that was that was working on it, um, and some of some of the audio, even if you just find the trailer for the doomed thing, is is incredible. It like breaks your heart for these people. You feel really bad. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, you said earlier that the only person that knew that this was made for no one to watch was 
Corman, right? I'm pretty sure it was just Corman and the guy that, you know, from Sony. I forget his name. It was like uh, in in Hinger or something. Ek Hinger. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I forget his name. And then, no, and, it's okay. And, I, and Stan Lee. Stan Lee was the other one that didn't know. I know. Okay. I know that we didn't like... And we didn't watch this on on DVD. There's a it's all the it's all up on YouTube. Yeah, it's um, it's on YouTube. You can find it. And, and oh, just include the include the link in the podcast description. We, we should, yeah, we should. Just so this people should, can watch this it. This should be a watch along. <laughs> um, but the, so the YouTube the copy that went up on YouTube includes a minute thirty trailer. <laughs> yeah, right. At the beginning of everything that happens in the movie. When I first watched it, I pressed play and I was like, wait, are is <laughs> Are the opening titles just straight up a, a a minute thirty montage of everything that happens in the movie? Can I can I just get away with watching this minute thirty and then never watch the movie? But like, then they give you like four four minutes and fifty of like actual credits, and it's like God, this goes on for <laughs> ever. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie is all stock footage of fucking space and shit, and it's all like people's names overlaid. Yeah. And my favorite part about it is like. I don't think the actors' names are ever displayed in the, <laughs> in the title crawl in the opening. I mean, it's just all the assholes that f***ing produced oh it my God. and Jesus edited and directed Christ. it. Like, it's not it's not at all like, oh, these are the actors that are going to be in this movie. Yeah. I did look up, and the woman that plays Sue Storm, she, I believe, is in a bunch of Hallmark movies. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. So she did something. She's super uh, pretty. Have you seen her now? She She's, She's super gorgeous. pretty, yeah. Really uh, did she inspire fear in legions of middle-aged moms in the <laughs> early 2000s? And then the guy that plays uh, Mr. Fantastic was actually in, in the Indiana Jones movie with uh, um, Harrison Ford. Really? Which one? I think he was a very brief character. Oh, he's one of those. Okay. Yeah, actually, he was a you know brief what's, what's funny about the fir- that first villain, uh, the jeweler that, that we get introduced to, the one with the big nose? I mean, that's yes. not really yeah. his nose, but I thought it was. Yeah. Um, he... <laughs> Later on, uh, Marvel makes a nod to him, uh, and when they when they go into like the multi universe things, the multi Earths uh, in Marvel, uh-huh. he's he's now from Earth uh, ninety four thousand, and he's like his <laughs> he's like his own his own character now in the Marvel universe now, which is I think really funny. Okay. Can 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 they do that on an episode of The Flash where they just take people from different worlds and just take that person and just be like, hey, look. <laughs> You know what I mean? Here you yeah, are. Right? Hello, Julie. Like, hey, Julie. I mean, I it's DC, but still. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's kind of the same thing. Well, that's that's the the whole thing with the Flash is like they did, you know, whatever. And they had the Flashpoint. Now there's all these multi-universes. Yeah. But in the Marvel Universe, it's like they, uh, the negative zone. And, like, actually, Reed Richards is the one that finds all the different Earths. Um, so it's it's funny. So they gave him a little nod in the comic books that was just like, oh, shit. Like, it's this weird guy that steals diamonds. <laughs> so if you want um <laughs> if you want to talk about uh nods uh the the scene with the doctor where he's trying to take the blood sample from the thing we talked about how goofy it was and how it's meant to show off all their powers but it's just fucking weird um in I can't remember if it's the first or the second uh Fantastic 4 movie the the very first like post Spider-Man Tobey Maguire Fantastic okay. 4 um, at one point there is a nurse trying to figure out how to take, uh, Ben Grimm's blood oh, that's, and yeah. she like, and oh, she like right. breaks a needle, she breaks another needle. And so she gets like a catheter or some shit 
and a hammer, and she just puts it into the crook <laughs> of his elbow. And they finally draw his blood, and Ben Grimm just looks super uncomfortable the whole time. Mildly uncomfortable, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, right. Like, like no, I, I mean, I, like, you know. Yeah. 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 They eventually figured out how to get a blood sample. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. No, unlike, unlike this movie. Um, oh my god. All right, so- if Michael B. Jordan doesn't come back as the human torch <laughs> and throw his arms up every time he has to say something. All right. Uh, Blake, how can our audience find you and keep tabs on you? Uh, I'll give all your uh, your stuff out so that people can, can follow you. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, if you want to follow me, I live in at... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost just spit drink out everywhere. <laughs> um, no, if you um, if you want to check out my content or anything that I'm doing on a weekly basis, the best place to find me is on tw- Twitter.com slash SuperBlake underscore zero one. Um, I talk about every stream that I put out. I talk about every podcast that I'm on. I talk about any YouTube stuff. God forbid I make any more. Um, <laughs> And then if you are not on Twitter, I also have a, uh, a Discord that is just super bleak. So if you search it, you should be able to find it. Um, and if you're one of those people that's just like, man, God, keyboards, numbers, letters, how do I put them in order to find the things that I want? I've got <laughs> yeah. you. Go to, uh, go to Mixer.com and look up Super Blake, and I will be there. You'll be able to see me on stream, and you'll be able to hear me say this stuff every night all over again. And, uh, you know, if you're, you're feeling extra generous, you can check out uh, twitter.com slash meatyboys, which is the uh, super legit, totally real esports organization that we, uh, that we run for Rainbow Six Siege and a couple other games. We actually just participated in an Apex Legends tournament. Um, hashtag not last. And we beat a guy awesome. with uh, with like seventy thousand followers, but then we got dumpstered by an actual, or sorry, by another esports organization <laughs> um, that was also really, really good. They're called uh, the Sweaty Boys. That was <laughs> oh, no, God. no, it was uh, no, it was, uh, it was um, it was Noble Gaming. They're actually they're known for for oh. fighting for fighting game stuff in Overwatch, yeah. but uh, they have a couple Apex streamers on their uh, on their team right now. And to be honest, all those guys are really cool. Hmm. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really hope you enjoyed yourself and the oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, I, I had a I great know, time. Good, I'm glad. I know the movie was terrible, but that's sort of the point. No, no. It, uh, are you serious? Like, I have <laughs> a full three and a half minute stinger that I need to edit together for you guys now. <laughs> and like, and get and, and get the text on screen. And it, I, I just, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. Um, but thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us. Well, it was, I mean, it was just, it was really fun, you know, hanging out and bullshitting with you guys. Like, that's. You're welcome on anytime. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I have to say, though, when I was invited to play with the Meaty Boys, I really did think it was because of my size. (laughs) The people that I was playing as. So, all right. I'm glad glad that was cleared up at the beginning of the show. No, at this point, like, because we run such a. We run such an open, like, Discord and organization. Like, we're not. I get how people hear esports organization and they immediately think of like team rules and all that shit. But like, right, right. Most most of the esports teams that I follow, the the fun part for them if, or for even following them is not necessarily like, oh man, maybe I'll get to play with them one day. It's a hundred percent like I love interacting with the community. So you know, meaty boys wise, if there's anybody out there listening or watching that wants to play Siege with us, like please get in contact. Please 
you know, talk awesome. to us. If there's if there's Overwatch or whatever you want to play, like join the Meaty Boys Discord. Come talk to us. Like we always try to include new people on the stream. We try to include new people in in our in our spuds category as far as the tryouts <laughs> and stuff goes. But yeah, don't be discouraged because Johnny like is over here. Like yeah, I'm I'm six three. I'm a big guy. I got a beard. You got to be <laughs> manly as shit. No, like please. It's a total sausage fest right now, and I'm trying to change anyone, that. Anyone that listens to the show knows me. I am not yeah. as manly as I seem. So It's not so. about being manly, goddamn. Exactly, right? Thank you. Yeah. You're lovely. It's yeah. okay. No. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Um, again, you are welcome back anytime that you want to. It was having a, we definitely had a, had a blast. Eric, you can take it. You can take us away. Um, for the listeners out there, again, uh, just as a reminder, if you haven't already, if you're not on any of our social media stuff, uh, follow us. You can find us on Instagram uh, at the Party Up Podcast. Tweet us at Party Up Tweets. That's our Twitter handle. You can hit us up at any given time, and then of course, find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Party Up Podcast. Um, and we've been mentioning this uh for the past couple weeks. Uh, we of course appreciate all you guys tuning in each and every week listening to the show being part of our social media family and you know just being part of our conversations and our community um if you want to take the extra step in supporting us we do have a patreon page set up it's patreon.com slash party up podcast you can support the show directly for as little as a dollar a month to become a fan of ours we do have reward tiers set up for those looking to be a bit more generous with a ton of perks to those tiers so if you head over to the page you can check all that out and anything you can do to help us out in any way whether it's continually listening sharing our social media or being a patron of ours we're 100 percent thankful and grateful to all of you out there and that's going to be it ladies and gentlemen so i have been your host big mosh for katie for john uh we will see you guys next time on a brand new episode of the party up podcast take care everybody bye, bye.